Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Real Talk with Jody and Dow. My name is Shaman Dow, and I'm your no-nonsense shaman. And this is my beautiful, most wondrous, most beautiful co-host, Jody, <laughs> And my most beautiful co-host, Dow. I'm really glad to be doing this with you. It, it really helps in many ways, and I think that it's a good balance. I, I feel that yin-yang thing. But my name is Jody Long, and I am the webmaster of the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation organization. And we are the largest NDE research foundation in the world. You'll notice on the website, we have over 23 different language, absolutely huge. And then we have other websites that are devoted to other types of consciousness. So we've got a lot of information. So if you go over there, you'll enjoy yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Jody is an encyclopedia and unlimited well of information, knowledge, and a lot of wisdom. And today we are talking about fear. And before we even started recording, myself and Jody, we were talking about uh, the emotion of fear. And the last maybe two weeks for myself, because I have been experiencing the emotion of fear. And as people move through life in general, in spaces and places, We wanted to talk about the definition of fear. Maybe I'll share my experience. Maybe Jody would love to share hers, or we're going to talk about this and help those listening how to move through fear, the emotion of fear through the emotional body, the mental body, the physical form, and the spiritual plane. We always just start with definitions. And I know Jody has some definitions up on her computer. <laughs> Actually, strangely enough, I didn't have that much of one because basically fear is an emotion. In my mind, fear also represents a type of evolution because all animals have fear. And basically what it is, is when we were developing, we developed to notice changes. And if these changes threatened us in any way, then we would have this fear response kick in and then we would either go to a fight or a flight, depending on how much of a threat it was to us and whether we thought we could whip it or not. (laughs) But the type of fear that I wanted to address today, it seems like we keep coming back to fear, but I think it's really, really important. One of the things that I've noticed about working in a spiritual field, you get a lot of people who send you emails, you get a lot of people who talk to you. And one of the things you start to realize is if you start seeing a pattern somewhere. And the last couple of weeks have actually been a pattern of fear in one form or another, you know, fear of death. I've had several people say, gee, I am really afraid of death. They are sick to begin with. And then they say, oh, I'm having an operation you know, and then they're really afraid. And you're like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, you don't have to be afraid. You can always learn about more information. You can see what happens when other people have died, they go over, and they go into this wonderful realm. And a lot of them don't even want to come back. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's just a, a change of energy state. That's all. This is a vessel. So I get to change it in my next lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) You can actually change it in this lifetime because you've been changing it in this lifetime, Jody. 
<laughs> yeah, I've been playing around with that. It's actually kind of cool, <laughs> but we'll talk about that in another time. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that in another episode. When it comes to fear, and I remember, I think it was some years ago, somebody was talking about fearless, to be fearless. And I'm like, we all experience fear. And so we can't, we don't want to be full of fear, right? But you don't want to sit there and basically not knowledge that there is an emotion of fear when there's like fearless. And I'm like, all emotions are good because we always come back to the emotions, right? We're, we're just, we're souls in this human body and we're having this emotional experience and the fear aspect and how it grips someone's soul, it creates tension within and with the tension of any type of emotion, especially fear, it does freeze us in a sort of way, or we go into the fight mode or we fawn. And there's different ways of how a person will react depending on their experience and conditioning and how the first time they ever felt the emotion of fear. The last couple of weeks, what's happening in the world, for example, is wild, right? It's always wild. There's something always happening every single day. It's creating a lot of tension outside let alone inside. And if somebody has so much tension of the emotion of fear and it's gripping their soul and on the outside is all the chaos that's happening in our world, it is a really, really difficult and hard time for a lot of people to even move forward because they're frozen. Let it be frozen in fear. Whatever emotion it is, a lot of people are sad. A lot of people are depressed and it's it's a lot to handle. And I have a snippet I wanted to read about the emotion of fear because there is a psychotherapist named Pete Walker. So he wrote this book and it says, and the title is Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving, a guide and map for recovering from childhood trauma. And he explains it as the four Fs, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. And it's an eight automatic response to danger in all humans, animals, all sentient beings. And a more complete, accurate description of this instinct is the fight, flight, freeze, and fawn response. The complex nervous system wiring of this response allows a person in danger to react in four different ways, and which is a fight, flight, freeze, and fawn response. And the fight response is triggered when a person suddenly responds aggressively to something threatening. A flight response is triggered when a person responds in, to a perceived threat by fleeing or symbolically by launching into hyperactivity. A freeze response is triggered when a person realizing resistance is futile, gives up, numbs out into disassociation and or collapses as if accepting the inevitability of being hurt. And a fawn response is triggered when a person responds to a threat by a trying to be pleasing or helpful to appease the person or threat. Well, thank you for that. That's, that's good. That's very interesting too. Very good. It's a really great book for those who don't know what complex PTSD is. And uh, those who have had experienced so much layers of trauma 
in their early developmental stages, it is a great workbook to work through and to understand about oneself and one's reactions so we can make it into a response. I was hoping that we might be able to go into the idea that that's some severe like um, survival mechanism type Mm -hmm. stuff. But what I was interested in today, since I keep seeing the same thing over and over again, one of them was the fear of death. I think a lot of things is just people are are just afraid to almost like leave their house even. And the type of fear that I was talking about, first of all, when a person has this kind of fear that it's in the right brain, the left brain is logical, and I'll get into that later, but the right brain is actually the one that's creative, but it's also the one that thinks and may actually visualize certain threats, whether they're there or not just because they're already afraid and their nature is to be afraid. And these are things that are not happening right away. They are things that are happening or could happen in the future, which, you know, yes, you should plan for something in the future if you need to. For instance, one of the best things to do when a person is afraid, especially of of these types of things like not having shelter, not having food, not having medication, not having heat, then you think of ways to come out of that. And when you do that, you're using your left brain to say, okay, I don't have to be afraid. I can empower myself and I will get knowledge to learn more so that I can figure out how to get around this problem. And that's how you balance a lot of the things that we're afraid of. Because if you take it in a big thing, for instance, the global aspect of things can be mind numbing. Mm-hmm. But if you put it into perspective, you say, I can control what's in my house. I can control where I shop. I can control what I put in my body. And if you can go through these types of things, and if something gives particular anxiety, then you could say, okay, I really don't need to be drinking about this. It doesn't solve my problem. I know many people, a lot of them lately, and I think it's just the holiday and everything that changes. But one of the things that you can do is you can just say, well, today I'm going to have a little less, or you can say today, instead, I'm going to have like wine mixed heavily with soda. (laughs) Basically, you do things that will make yourself healthier when you've got a healthy body and you're not afraid. Basically, when a person is afraid, that distorts their rational thinking. Mm-hmm. And when they distort their rational thinking, it changes the way they perceive their threats and their outside mm-hmm. self. But if you are healthy within your body, that gives you a lot of power, mm-hmm. especially if you're lifting weights. <laughs> you can really, really feel that energy. And it's like nobody's going to mess with you because, and you actually project that energy. It's amazing to go through a weight regime. I'm sure that your dancing has helped you a lot to be able to get that extra energy. There's a lot to be said between the interaction of fear, rationality, whether it's real or whether it's not. And a lot of this type of stuff, not the real threatening stuff, but a lot of the perceived stuff, it's just a matter of changing perspective. I actually have a tip for everyone listening and watching as you were stating that. Because a lot of people, when they are in the midst of a feeling these, a very strong emotion of fear, and they are afraid 
Jody. They are so, so afraid. And what I want everyone listening and watching to do when you are feeling that strong of emotion, take a breath and just say the word stop. And then take two more breaths, deep breaths, inhale through the nose at a count of four, hold for a count of four and exhale for a count of four and just stop and allow that breath and the word and the vibration of stop to resonate through every cell of your body. It does too. I mean, even just one, it's amazing. It it actually does change your, it changes up here first. (laughs) It did with me. (laughs) I find that very interesting. You have to be aware that you're experiencing and feeling it first and foremost, because many people in this loop, in this emotion, they're so afraid they're allowing that emotion to take over that once you become aware that you're feeling in this overload of fear and then there's awareness and then you make that action, you say, stop, you take a breath, say, stop, take a two deep breaths and then settle into the body, into the body and take a step back to reassess. Recently, I've had a couple of weeks of stuff happen in my life. And (laughs) when it comes to walking your path, if you are a light leader, a light worker, a light warrior, one who anchors in light, light pillar, whatever in this genre is your path, usually the brighter you are, the darker they come. And this is the obstacles in the path as a light breaks through this darkness of a planet that we live in, which the control aspect of it. Now people are opening their eyes. They're seeing truth and they're recognizing the control that has happened for hundreds of years, thousands of years. And it's something that I recently also, I heard a quote from this monk I forgot his name, but he's on YouTube and he's like trending on Ted talk right now. And he said, the brighter your light, the bigger your light, the more shadows you will cast. And it's to the point that it's true, right? Like no matter where you are, if you are shining bright, because we live on this 3d plane, you will cast a shadow via different perceptive angles and the brighter your light the bigger it becomes, the more shadows you will cast. And within the shadows, the shadows will follow you no matter what, because that's what shadows are. And I told my client this, and I said, you either make a choice and you stay dim where you're at, or you make the choice and you will shine bright. Because there's a lot of fear involved in shining brighter if you are surrounded by those who do not want to see you win. And she lives in a very, very toxic collective culture who, if they're not happy, they don't want you to be happy either. And they will strive to take you down. And she is becoming brighter and brighter. And because of that, more and more backlash is happening with her around her. Those even she's known for 15, 20 years, they don't like that shift. They feel it, they see it, and they don't like it. And it's a really difficult way to live both ways. You want to shine brighter, shine brighter, but you will, there's darker and deeper shadows to cast, 
or you stay dim and you conform to what's happening around you, but you're not true to yourself. These are all different paths. And there's a lot of fear involved in every which way. And so take a breath, say the word stop. If you feel it overtaking you, take two breaths and then reassess by taking a step back. I've noticed that a lot of times when I get a lot of anxiety, Mm. that I I have to physically tell myself, move myself over and say, relax and and clear my mind. I use the word one and I'll visualize it O-N-E. I will visualize it as well as think it. And then all of a sudden, everything stops. All the anxiety, everything just stops for me. Then you go, wow, it was really noisy. I had no idea. But there is one thing that I can say to to yours that I thought was kind of fun. Uh, (laughs) I shouldn't say this, but I rarely quote the Bible, but I'm going to do it this time. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. John 4.18. And I was like going, now that just really resonates with me because perfect love casts out fear. What is perfect love? What exactly is perfect love that you would be able to just totally absorb yourself so that you can release this fear? Did you have that quote up already or did you Google it as I was I was talking, Jody? No, no, I, I, I had it up. I had three things that I was going to say that I felt was really important. And that was one of them. That's a really, that's a really great one. I mean, what is perfect love? What is perfect love that you could actually dispel darkness from every single aspect of your life here on this plane and also in other dimensions? What is perfect love? And we're going to go back to episode one, which is what is love? (laughs) (laughs) What is perfect love? I feel for me, when I think about that, I think of all integrated parts of self, of soul, of every aspect through every dimensional plane in one beautiful piece. And that's perfect love. What I think of from your description is actually the oversoul, because Mm. that is the perfect piece of love. It's a piece of God. It is our oversoul. And we are just something that it wants to learn. So it, it throws out a piece of itself so that it can learn. You may be many different people in different realities, in different times, at different spaces. Can you explain to everyone what an oversoul is? It is your soul that's close to God. It's that individual part of you that is close to the soul, which is close to God, as well as that part which oversees the learning of the individuals that it wants to learn from. Would that be a soul fragment? No, I think you and I are soul fragments. I think the oversoul is like the, it controls all of the soul fragments because it's all those pieces are pieces of itself. So whether it's missing or whether it's present, it's all still one big oversoul. It's controlled up here in a different dimension. How many oversouls are there? How many people are there? I mean, it's like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so much more complete after what I've experienced in the last couple of weeks. So once again, what I've experienced in the last couple of weeks really, really pushed my emotional triggers of a lot of fear and it's never necessarily good. And 
for everyone listening, I'm known as a modern day exorcist and I've been doing spirit releasement therapy since 2015. Most people who contact me, I get really, really, really heavy, energetically heavy, really dark cases when it comes to like poltergeist and things like that. So the field that I'm in is not something that is light and airy. It's very dark and a lot of times desecrate and it's purgatory in the underworld. And because I'm a light in those areas and I do get a lot of, I would say <laughs> a lot of attention when of, of those of lower vibration of the darkness and things like that. And I got the attention of somebody recently and it was different than all the other times I've experienced in the last eight years. It really, really tested. I know it tested my fortitude of how, how much I was willing to take before acting upon. There's a really, really great entrepreneur. His name is Patrick Bet David. And he wrote this book and audiobook, and it's called Your Five Next Moves or Five, I think it's Five Next Steps or Five Big Moves or The Next Five Moves. He's talked about core values in his companies that he was building and he's built. And you have to have core values and rules and regulations in order to really build upon to get it to where he's at now. There was one that said to not bully and to not be bullied. One of his first companies, he said, you know, no bullying, but you also, you're not going to be bullied. So you have to stand up for yourself, but also be kind and don't bully. And I took that and I said, wow, that's amazing because in the spirit realm, in the spiritual realm, and a lot of people I have met, there's a lot of us who are so, so kind, maybe too kind too forgiving. And we allow people to come into our spaces and do all of these things to us, even in a harmful way. And we forgive, we forgive, we forgive, or we say, it's okay. They don't know any better. And it took me a long time, like long, like years to be like, you know what? Stop. I'm sick of it because it's as if somebody was attacking you, right? If someone is going to attack you, you either fight back or you just give up. You already know it's futile, right? You either give up, you fight, you flight, or you just freeze or you fawn. And I did a lot of freezing and fawning. I did. I did a lot of freezing and fawning. And now I'm just like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of it. You can't do that to me anymore. And good for you. Thank you. I, and I'm I really, proud of you. That's good. That's, <laughs> that's what it should be. <laughs> Stand up for yourself, defend yourself. And you know, there's offense and defense, but at the same time, you can't really sit there and defend yourself all the time. You have to be sure that, you know, like if somebody is going to attack you and go over your boundary lines again and again, you have to do something about it because I grew up and nobody taught me how to defend myself. And I learned so young through all the trauma that I experienced to never stand up for myself. I had to really learn it this way. Granted, yes, like I'm attacked psychically and with black magic and stuff, you know, a mm -hmm. lot often. This last one was uh, different and difficult and it triggered so much in me. But now, Jody, now after this weekend, I funneled it into a big F you. 
I did. <laughs> I did. Awesome. <laughs> and I, I wrote, I wrote a book. I actually, I wrote an ebook. I, I started writing poems. I haven't rolled it out yet, but it's called F your doo-doo magic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, writing is a really good way to get rid of something or to help you be able to see something better. So once it's all done, whether you publish it or not, at least take it and print it and then burn it. Let it go into the ethers. Just say, I'm done. I don't know if there's books like this out there, but I put my soul fragments in there. I put my belief in there. I put all of my confidence and courage because my inbox is usually just people asking me for help because they're so afraid. They're so afraid of so-and-so, this person's doing this and that to them. And they're victims of black magic. They're victims of the Mm -hmm. spirituality game and stuff. I thought, so the book, actually, I decided I was like, okay, I am writing this as a big F you, but also to anybody who is a victim or a survivor, whoever it is, they're going to read it and they're going to gain more confidence. They're going to gain more strength so they can stand up on their own two feet and not allow someone in their space and control their emotions. This is my aim. It's a great aim. Great Mm -hmm. aim. I wrote a book on soulmates. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you realize is that before you're actually able to be a soulmate with another person, you have to be a soulmate with yourself. Mm-hmm. Learning to say no when somebody crosses those boundaries. I've done a lot of reading and understanding about psychology, you know, what makes somebody do something or what makes them not do that. I think there's a lot of narcissism that never goes past the two year old mark. So you're mm-hmm. dealing with a bunch of little kids which is a shame because they're bigger than me. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of times there's just a lot of types of things. Autism seems to be really, really a lot more common than we thought it was. Mm -hmm. And those people, they don't understand boundaries. So it's really up to the person who is receiving this negative energy or this, this pushiness. You've got to just lead them to in a different way. So either you can work with them or if you can't work with them, cut it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you don't need it in your life. And I really thought about it, Jody, in regards to how I can assist and help in the way that I can do it, right? Because we all can assist and help if we choose to in our different way. And for the last eight years, I have been helping people from the depths of darkness get out and find that light within and push them up and out and say, go out there and get it. Because so many people are just surrounded and engulfed in darkness. Let it be by their own timelines or it's karma or something that happened in a parallel life, or it's a family member that just didn't like them. You would be surprised at how many people who go to a nine to five every single day. And then when they go home, different story, they don their, you know, robes and they sit in front of a mirror and they're chanting and calling in darkness to hurt Mm. whoever they want to hurt. There are so many people, and these are your nine to five bankers and like corporate people. And you just never know what they're doing behind closed doors. Granted, 
everyone has their own life and they can do whatever they want to do. But if you're doing it to hurt another person, that's different. Everyone has their own life and what they want to do with preferences and things like that, more power to you. But if you're using magic to hurt another person, no more power to you, you know? <laughs> no more power to you. We're stopping it now and we're stopping it and we're standing up. And I was looking always at the offense really, you know, like I was looking at the offense really, because they were always coming at myself or other people and things like that. And then I'm like, no, I need to look at the people who are always trying to defend themselves. And I need to figure out a way how to raise them up in confidence. That's really very important. And a lot of it has to do with our pyramid, you know, get them healthy, get them exercising. I mean, one of the most empowering things for women is kickboxing, (laughs) (laughs) weightlifting. I mean, these are things that really bring confidence to people who have been victimized. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that you do is you get them eating properly, you know, Mm -hmm. so that they can feel that that energy, because when they're eating properly, they're able to radiate with this energy that's coming through their body so much more. And you're working on their spiritual part. And then it's just, it's the mental part, you know, saying, look, you are strong, getting the mind to realize that they don't have to fear. These are the four parts of this pyramid. And there's many different ways to do it. But fear is something that we need to take care of at this point, because the people you're dealing with right now, the earth is moving into a different dimension. And then there's always going to be a third dimensional earth. But then, you know, the actual earth is actually, if you were to look in at it in a way that, for instance, if one earth was a period on a plane, you know, like a a dot on a plane, well, the new earth is over here and it's on a line. So it doesn't actually make the 3D go away, but there's people that can move to this 4D reality, eventually you're never going to have to worry about those people who stay in the 3D because they cannot physically move to the 4D. They don't have enough light. They don't have enough energy to move there. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing right now is you're reaching down and you're saying, I can help you. I can bring you along. I can empower you. And those other people, they don't matter anymore because The only people that matter at this point are people of light who can help bring people along and people who want to come along. Those are the only things that we really have to be worried about or pay attention to at this point. For the people that want to come along, it's a choice. It really is a choice. And when you were talking about the bottom of our pyramid, I wanted to add, right? So it's it's mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And when it comes to the emotion of fear, right, moving through all different four and just to recap on it of how one can move these emotions out of our body and release it to give space within so we could take on more light, for example. So Mm -hmm. mentally, absolutely meditate, meditate on it. Bless it, love it, let it go. As far as the meditation, I do have something to say about that. And it's just a quick one. And then you can you can go to okay. the rest of your pyramid. But uh, meditation, I don't know if you know this, but I was reading a book called The Happiness Hypothesis, Finding the Modern Truth in Ancient Wisdom 
by Jonathan Haidt. And what's really interesting is in there, that book, it says that meditation done every day for several months can help you reduce substantially the frequency of fear, negative, and grasping thoughts, thereby improving your effective style so you don't have to live in fear. I think meditation is awesome. I love it. I love it. And even meditating for five minutes a day is better than one hour a week. And that builds consistency, which builds habits. And we're talking about months, right? And the emotional aspect, when you realize that you are feeling an overcharge of fear, once again, take a breath, say the word stop, have it resonate through every aspect of your physical form, and then take two deep breaths and then take a step back and reassess, right? So mental and emotional physical, you talked about kickboxing. I love kickboxing. I love (laughs) the releasement of it. And as women, we're not taught to go and kickbox or hit something or anything like that. But even the releasement of that allows pent up and stagnant emotions of fear that's trapped in our body to release. And then in the spiritual plane, oh, on the spiritual plane, utilize, if you take all three mental, emotional, and physical, and do that consistently once a week, kickboxing or twice a week, kickboxing, you meditate five minutes a day, every day for even 30 days. And then for the emotional aspect of it, that's all spiritual. If you take those three, you could hit that spiritual. And then all four is a foundation of your pyramid and you Mm -hmm. rise up from that. And it's exactly, it's so powerful and it's so empowering to give that to yourself. That's absolutely true. I wanted to make a quick comment on the mental plane Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are so trapped in their mind, they can't seem to get out of it. But again, from this happiness hypothesis, great book, people showing more of a certain kind of a brainwave, it comes through the left side of the brain and they report more happiness when things are coming through the left side of the brain. So you'll find if you're having a negative emotion, be it depression or anxiety or fear, you can go to the left side of the brain and you can do things like puzzles. You can do things like math problems. You can do things like read a science book. Anything that will engage your left-hand brain, if you're able to do that, you'll be a lot happier. And research also shows that uh, people who are subject to depression will recover more quickly from negative experiences. And people who routinely do this, like for instance, they'll have more happiness and they will have less fear, anxiety, and less shame than Mm -hmm. people who are exhibiting higher activity on the right side. So if you can keep your brain engaged and learning about things, reading about things, always trying to help other people through your left brain saying, how can I do this? Fix a car. (laughs) (laughs) Or learn to fix a car. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's so many things that, that can be done that will take you out of that right brain. You'll be happier and you'll experience these negative emotions much, much less and be able to control them much better. What? A conversation, Jody. What a conversation. I'm so happy we had this conversation today. Thank you so much for this beautiful, beautiful collaboration and everything that we've done. The last couple of weeks have been hard for me more so than others. And I know that 
as we, myself, I move through fear and each person moves through their attachment to the emotion of fear and the perception of it, we all become stronger together. Oh, much gratitude here, much gratitude. I, I am just so pleased to have you around um, and to be able to do this collaboration with you as well. I mean, it's you're a remarkable woman. And then to be able to share, it's not all rainbows and, and bubble gum, you know, no, and, and it's not it's to, to share this this deep side but yet you're overcoming it um it's it's a great role model it's wonderful for people to see it thank you thank you so thank you to everyone listening and watching we appreciate your support so so much and you can find us on google Podcasts, apple and spotify thank you once again and we'll see you next week bye bye bye